Well, hello there. My name is Blair, and you are listening to Weirdcast, a podcast for queer spirituality. So, hey there, guys. It's me again, Blair. You know, she, her pronouns, being queer, still, um... At the time of this recording, I've just finished up my winter break, which was fine up until the point I was outed, um, like my sexuality was outed. I'm still kind of upset about it. Um, actually, I'm still absolutely furious about it. The person who did this to me won't even speak to me, um, even though they know they're in the wrong. And I'm just wholly, entirely mad about this situation. Um, my stance, I'm pretty sure in my podcast on the broom closet, I also talk about, you know, the, the closet closet, you know, the queer closet, the gay closet, whatever. Um, and my stance on both of these things has always been, don't out people, don't ever out people. It's selfish to out people, no matter what your reasoning is. And this person, I'm sure they know this, they still won't talk to me about it. Um, yeah, anyways, that was my few seconds of being upset about that on on the air what I actually came on here to talk about was the 13 goals of a witch which are um which is a poem written by Scott Cunningham detailing um a few morals and beliefs a witch might have right 1 through 13 there we go um I've um recently started writing a new book of shadows and in most of my books of shadows uh I'm trying to think back to the first one I ever wrote. Um, in all of them, I think, I wrote about the 13 goals, and um, I feel weird about information that you, like, copy into every new book, because it's kind of like, um, do you really need to write down, like, color correspondences every time if you're going to write the same thing about it? Not really. Just use the book you already wrote down it. Excuse me. Sorry. So, that's what I feel about that, but I always have something different to say about my thoughts on each individual goal of a witch um so that's that's why it makes the exception of I don't want to have to write the same thing about the same thing in every new book (laughs) I just used the book that I had in the first place um if that's what I really wanted um but I did want to talk about the 13 goals so the first one is to know yourself right so Actually, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to all 13 in this episode. I might break this up. Actually, I'm probably going to break this up. This sounds like the um, the likelihood in this case. But back to the first goal. Um, the first goal is to know yourself. And that's um, when, I r- when I write about the 13 goals, I tend to, you know, write notes, you know, write a little paragraph, write whatever I feel is necessary for me to sort of process what this means for me in my spiritual practice and in my life at large. And for me, you know, know yourself has sort of made me ask myself a few different questions, you know, um, can I honestly look in the mirror and like see myself for who I am? You know, um, can you do that? You know, um, do I know, I feel like part of knowing who you are means, knowing who you used to be and knowing who you would like to be, sort of getting a good grasp on you 
as a whole person who has come from somewhere and has arrived here and is going somewhere else at a later date. Um, I feel like that's an important part of like truly understanding like who you are and being honest about that. I feel like that's another thing. Are you honest about who you are? Do you lie to yourself about who you are, about um, a myriad of things? Do you lie to yourself, you know, about your sexuality? You know, a lot of people, it takes a lot of people, including myself, a lot of time and energy to come to terms with the fact that, like, yes, I am indeed a queer person. Um, I, I am different in this way that I may or may not want to be, and that's sort of hard thing to have to accept that I'm just different you know it wasn't my imagination it wasn't just that like kids at school were just mean for no reason I'm genuinely different than what is expected of me or what is considered the norm in my community um and that is so hard that's so hard but I also think it's important it's worth that it's the first thing on the list to know yourself second I'm just raising my legs um what else did I want to say about number one um and another thing that sort of is related to all of this of course is are you comfortable with who you are you know are you honest about who you are um yeah that's important be honest about who you are but be comfortable with that be able to love who you are be who you are and be proud of it it's not enough to just know, hey, I'm this kind of person, womp womp, you know, sad trombone, that's not enough, that's not it, that's not where it stops, you also have to take into account that you need to be able to be comfortable with who you are, and if you're not okay with who you are, you need to, you know, do a few things and like sort of re-examine why aren't you happy with who you are, is it because you're a jerk and you're mean to people and you sort of recognize that in yourself okay good then don't be a jerk anymore um if it's if you're unhappy with yourself if you're not comfortable with yourself because of like societal messages right so I'm a I'm a black girl and I get lots of messages that you know I shouldn't I shouldn't love myself for who I am you know I shouldn't be comfortable with being a black uh, young woman because black women they're loud and they just take up all the space and you shouldn't be okay with that right you know first of all I'm not a very loud person I hate yelling I'm very you know soft-spoken um but that isn't the point the point is that sometimes we don't like ourselves or we're not comfortable with who we are because we recognize a need in ourselves to grow as people and sometimes we are not okay with ourselves because of societal messages that we may get from um, the media, pop culture, um, friends and family members, and even strangers on the street. Um, like, oh my gosh. So that's sort of a lot to take into consideration for, you know, number one, straight out of the gate. We're only around eight minutes in. Um, so number two is to know your craft, right? Um, number two actually kind of stumps me a little because I feel like, okay, know your craft. I feel like this is talking about knowing your witchcraft, understanding 
your your craft, your spiritual beliefs, your spiritual practices, your your witchiness, your witchcraft, and what that means for you, how how you intend on on doing it, you know, you gotta know what you want to do with that, I guess. Um, let me read down the thoughts I have on this. Um, so do you have a good grasp on your beliefs and the sort of knowledge you feel like you'd need to um, exercise in your craft, right? Um, and then the next thing I have is do make sure to actually practice your witchcraft, right? So knowing something is good. It's okay to like read books about, um, actually before I finish that thought, I just wanted to mention that um, these are my personal thoughts. They kind of are deeply uh, personal, like my thoughts on all of these, because they have to do with where I am in my personal life like right now at this very moment so I I don't want you to be like sitting there like what this doesn't apply to me at all it's because it applies to me and I figured I'd just share that um so to finish that thought it's completely okay to read about witchcraft and tarot and and herbalism or and crystals and whatever other sort of um paganism and witchcraft things, right? Read them in books, read them in, in blogs and websites, listen to a podcast. You know, it's perfectly okay to do these things, but part of knowing your craft on a sort of higher level means actually doing it. You know, like, you never know till, till you try sort of deal. And that's sort of an important thing for me to remember. You know, knowing your craft for me used to mean that I needed to know what my craft was to a more literal extent. Like, is this for me? Is witchcraft for me? Is paganism for me? Like, what is witchcraft? What is pagan? Like, and now that means doing it. Um, so I guess those are my thoughts for number two, knowing your craft. Number three is to learn and grow. So for this one, I tend to write, and I'm looking at what I have written in front of me, so um, sort of what I touched on in number two, um, but from a different angle, like for me, number three, to learn and to grow means to take in a lot of information. I mean, with a critical eye, of course, you can't just believe everything you see, critical thinking skills. Um, and media literacy skills are definitely heavily encouraged, by me at least. Um, but like take in, like read, 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 read so much, read everything. Doesn't matter if it's not a book, read online, read everywhere, listen to what people have to say, um, check out resources that aren't like necessarily primarily witchy, like sometimes I'll pick up a book on gardening or something. I don't personally have a garden because of my living situation, but I'd like to start one when I move. Um, plus, I'm, I'm big into, like, drawing plants and flowers and trees and such. So, you know, pick up books like that. That can make a difference, too. Um, it's important to learn and to do that through 
reading and consuming knowledge and taking advantage of, of resources that are available to you. If you have a library, I'm sure they have a book on witchcraft and paganism. Um, that's, those are my thoughts for that one. But um, number four is to apply knowledge with wisdom, right? So for me, um, my understanding of this is that, sorry, um, where, where was I? Right, so my understanding of that, of, you know, applying knowledge with wisdom is that knowledge is something you get from doing just that, from reading a book, you know? Oh, I'd like to go back with number three, you know, for me, learning and growing means a lot of reading and, and consuming knowledge and such, but you also learn a lot from doing, so, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but I already sort of touched on that. Anyways, applying knowledge with wisdom. My understanding of this is that, you know, knowledge is something that comes from a book. Knowledge is, you know, you read about something and you're knowledgeable in that topic and wisdom is something you gain from experience, from putting that into practice, from putting that in, out into the world. Um, you know, knowledge is you read that um, peppermint is a herb for um, prosperity, right? Wisdom would be you use that in a spell and you found that for you lavender works better as a correspondence for prosperity, right? You need to be able to work with both of these things to sort of mishmash them together, you know, find a way for them to work together to, um, at the end of the day, benefit and, and better your practice and your life, really, because this isn't something that just applies to the craft or spirituality. Um, this is something you can apply outside of that as well. Um, number five is achieve balance. I just have written down through love and healing, which I knew, I know, sorry, I know in the present that that was part of another thought. I didn't write it down though. Where was I going with this? Right, so achieving balance for me, um, and this is really trying to grow on the thought that I have written down there that I didn't complete my thought writing down. Anyways, um, so for me, achieving balance means a sort of state of happiness. You know, you want your your mind to be happy and well-fed. You want your belly to be happy and well-fed. You want your body to be happy and, and well-exercised or whatever that means. Those sorts of things. You want um, who you are and how you live your life um, and everything to sort of um, harmonize, right? And I've written through Love and Healing because, you know, um, that's how I feel we achieve balance through love and healing, through, um, healing modalities like, um, meditation and counseling and maybe you speak to a dietitian, like, whatever you need to do to, like, um, sort of have who you are in your life in, in harmony, like, do that. Um, and the root of that should always be, like, love, through love and healing, you know? Um, I feel like if you try to, like, better yourself out of spite, I don't know how that'll stick. Um, let me see. 
I can't think of a time I thought, oh man, this person thinks I suck. Well, I'm going to show them I'm going to be the greatest me that ever was. Mostly that's because that's not how I think about myself in relation to other people. Um, but for me, that doesn't feel like something that sticks. I, if I want to better myself um, and my life, I'd want it to be because that's what's best for me and not despite somebody else. Um, not that I don't have people who I would love to spite. I do, trust me. But, you know, my life being good has nothing to do with them. Um, you know, and that, that's, I, I feel like I took, maybe that was a little all over the place, but I hope my point came across. Um, pretty sure we're on seven. I'm just gonna talk about, no, sorry, we're on six. I'm, I meant to say, okay, listen. Alright, let me rephrase. Oh my gosh, we're on six, and I'm going to talk about six and seven together because they're both very similar. They are keep your words in good order and keep your thoughts in good order. Um, and that those two are kind of important for my, my witchcraft. Like, honestly, um... I don't necessarily like how they're phrased, like, keep your words in good order, keep your thoughts in, like, what? Who are you to say what the good order is? But the thing is, you are the one to say what the good order is. For me, that means, um, not that I'm not allowed to, like, say something mean or, like, think something mean or, like, <clears throat> whatever might not be considered a good order, or not even that I should be scatterbrained or whatever, um but that you should be mindful about your thoughts and your words. Even if you know you're going to say something mean, at least be able to say, hey, look, listen, this is going to be mean. Um, I can live with that. Sure. You know, or you're thinking like, wow, I really don't like this person, like in your head, right? Be critical of the things that you say and the things that you think. I feel like that's an important part of my craft because um, those things are powerful to me like our thoughts you know and I'm gonna go ahead and, and stretch and say though they are powerful in general you we already know that our when when someone says something mean to you that has yeah and I mean genuinely mean like below the belt kind of mean um not just like oh you smell bad um and you know full well that you took a shower that day so that's not a problem um, but I mean, when someone is genuinely mean and upsetting to you, that has the potential to ruin an entire day, an entire week. It can make you lose your appetite. Um, it's the same thing with thoughts. If you think about something that really repulses you and you have to really contemplate something like that, you can lose your appetite. You can lose interest. You could start feeling apathetic. Like, thoughts and words are so powerful to us and even our own thoughts against ourselves, you know um personally and I don't necessarily feel uncomfortable sharing this but I'm really mean to myself like I know this for a fact I know factually I'm very mean to myself in everyday life um I make sort of offhanded snide remarks about myself um all the time and that sort of builds up. It's it's sort of the reason why I have trouble with, you know, loving myself genuinely because I taught myself through my words and my thoughts to hate myself. 
that is really uncomfortable for uh oh my god that is very uncomfortable for me to share but it's sort of the reality of what I'm trying to say about you know this idea of like keep your thoughts in good order to keep your words in good order it's that be intentional about these things because if you think and say things without consideration that could really mess you or someone else up um and those things are powerful, you know? Those are literally elements of a lot of different types of witchcraft words. Those types of poems that we may chant or sing in a spell. The thoughts we have to keep in our mind to be intentional about something. Not only do these do thoughts and words factor into everyday life, and they're powerful in everyday life. They're powerful in mundane life. So imagine how important they are in um, magical life. Like... That's an important thing to consider. Um, Alright, so number eight is to celebrate life. So this is something I've sort of come to a different angle this time. Um, I actually should have grabbed another book of shadows of mine to compare, but excuse me, my other book of shadows is in my bag across my room and I'm not gonna get up for it so um I'll just sort of talk about my feelings towards it prior to considering it you know last night so previously celebrating life meant you know um celebrate um celebrate you know the turning of the wheel celebrate the season celebrate the gods celebrate nature celebrate um those types of things sort of spiritual celebrations through ritual that's what that used to mean for me um and now that sort of has taken a different meaning for me for me you know life this life at least because I do believe in reincarnation but this life where I'm this person where I'm Blair who's a witch on the internet um you know I'm this brown queer witch on the internet this life is short um and, you know, I'm okay with that, but it's short enough that it's not worth it to fill it with anything that isn't um, love and art and poetry and happiness and, and all sorts of other things, right? Um, I don't mean to say that um, life should always be happy. You should always be happy. Um, life, celebrating life means there shouldn't be any pain in life because that's just not something I believe. Um, I don't think anyone should have to be happy all the time or that everything should always be a party. Um, but for me, celebrating life means, um, making a conscious effort to fill your things with things that, oh my gosh, sorry. For me, celebrating life means making a conscious effort to fill your life with things that make you happy, that make you feel passionate, that's, that, that can drive you, that can sustain your soul. And for me, that is things like love and art and poetry, right? Um, so, oh my gosh, that sort of new perspective is something I've gained through a lot of, um, unhappiness I've experienced recently. Um, and not just the normal amount of, like, being mean to myself. I feel bad to say that that's a norm for me, but kind of is. Um, but I just have had a few um, 
um, unhappy, like, sort of conflicts in my life with people who are supposed to love me and who are supposed to care for me and who, you know, you'd think would be the people to love me no matter what. You know, I am uh, black and I am queer, um, and those, you know, and not to mention the witchcraft thing, that's a problem for people in my life now. Um, and that, that was breaking the condition of their conditional love, right? Um, I already mentioned at the top of the show, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I cut it out or not, that I was recently outed by someone who I thought loved, um, loved me and respected me and who I thought I could love and respect and more importantly, trust with certain intimate parts of myself that that ends up not being the case. I can't trust this person. Um, you know, I confided in them and they let me down and I'm just expected to eat it. Uh, basically, um, people who know this person and who know me are expecting me to eat it. And, um, that's just, you know, a lot of Here's the thing, so, and I swear this has to do with sort of celebrating life, so, because I know it sounds pretty drab, but I just mean to say that people around me, um, who are supposed to be close family members, who are supposed to love and support me no matter what, yada yada yada, um, they push me away, or they resent me, or they try to force other identities onto me, because who I already am makes them uncomfortable, um, who I am and the perspective I hold, um, that makes them uncomfortable, right? And so they're going to try to change me, which they have tried and have failed. And they're going to try and, and bully me or resent me. And that's their way of filling their life with things that make them happy. I just so happen to be the thing that doesn't make them happy, right? So, you know, I guess I get to do the same thing too. I don't have to spend time with people who you know, are mean or make me eat it the same way you shouldn't have to, like, I wouldn't expect anyone else to do the same thing. I wouldn't expect you, dear listener, to eat it. Um, and I, I don't think anyone should have to eat it. I think everyone deserves to have, um, a, you know, happy, comfortable life. I just don't think it should be at the cost of, like, other, you know, living beings. Um, so, yeah, really... My, my new ideas about celebrating life have to do with filling your life with things that make you happy and make you passionate, um, and not necessarily that there shouldn't be pain or hardship, whatever. I made that clear earlier. Um, so number nine, we're almost through the list. I guess I'm not going to have to cut this at all, because this is all fitting very neatly within my goal so far. So number nine, attune with the cycles of the earth. Um... So, uh, for me, that means basically go outside. Um, the easiest and fastest way to, for me, to appreciate, um, sort of the beauty of the places where we live is to go outside. And I'm not an outside kind of person. Um, I used to be when I was a kid and that slowly but steadily dissolved as I, grew into the young adult I am today and you know for me the easiest and simplest way to appreciate 
nature is to go outside. I'm going to get a sip of my tea. Hmm. Tea. So, the next thing I have is to celebrate the season. Celebrate, you know, the equinoxes and the other things. <laughs> I... Sorry, that tea was really good. I'm not thinking straight. Whatever. Celebrate the Wheel of the Year. Good goodness. Well, I don't like to say the Wheel of the Year because that's sort of something kind of specific. I, I do like to celebrate the seasons and that doesn't necessarily mean the wheel, the Wiccan Wheel of the Year. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know the Wheel of the Year is sort of not just used by Wiccans, but like whatever. And also... Not that I don't know that there are different types of Wiccan. Moving on. Number 10. Breathe and eat correctly. So I kind of have a problem, again, with the way this one is worded. You see, I said this is a poem that I liked and represented a lot of what I believe and helped me deal, um, or come to terms with what I believe. And I do think that. And that doesn't mean I don't have problems with it. I mean, I'm not really looking for the perfect poem to describe my beliefs because... I don't want to write poetry. <laughs> I don't want to write poetry myself. So until then, I'll get by by, you know, using other sort of poems as a framework and sort of building or destroying as I see fit. So, you know, obviously I didn't kick this one off the list. Actually, normally I just combine six and seven. So that's what I mean. I change this poem to suit my needs whenever I feel like I'm perfectly comfortable doing that. Um... Here I kept them separate because I wanted to number everything correctly. <laughs> that was the only reason I just wanted it to look nice. Um, anyways, back to 10. And then 11, 12, and 13 are like super simple and I will breeze through them. So I have a problem with the way this one is worded because I'm going to be straight up honest with you. It doesn't sound super body positive. Like, what do you mean breathe and eat correctly? Like, do you mean you should be the judge on what's correct for my body? Like, what's up with you? You know, what's good, really and truly? Um, but that's not what I think it's supposed to mean. Like, I think it's easy to go there with it, which is why I have such a big problem with it. In a similar way, I had a problem with um, keep your words in good order, whatever. Um... It's easy to take it in the direction of, oh, breathing incorrectly. You should be in the gym all the time. You should be on this super strict um, diet, uh, other exercise, health, fake diet culture things. You should eat Activia yogurt 24-7 so you can be like this kind of ideal body that is pushed, pushed down your throat through mainstream media. Like, I'm not okay with that kind of message. It's really super easy to take it there and so I'm super duper not okay with it for me that's not where I go with it um for me when I see breathing incorrectly I think that means you need to do what's right for your body and you you I mean throughout all the other goals there's been a sort of intentionality with assessing your thoughts, your feelings, your words, your relationships. And so here it's saying, take all that and do the same with your body, your physical body. Um, you know, please, you know, don't eat things that, you know, 
little bit of a warning. I'm lactose intolerant and I still eat dairy products. I'm not on any kind of like, um, like dairyless product or anything. That would just make my heart hurt. <laughs> I'm not interested in, in cutting dairy products out of my diet. I should, because it's, it's like not good for me. Um, and you know, I am allergic to cashews, but like not allergic enough that I'll die, so I still eat them because I think they're delicious. Like, don't do what I do, basically. I mean, I haven't eaten cashews in a while, mostly because I don't have access to them. Like, I don't do my own grocery shopping. Like, I live with my mom, and she never buys cashews, so I don't eat cashews. So, <laughs> um, but she does buy milk, and I love cheese and butter. Like, dairy, all dairy products give me diarrhea. It's, that's just the truth. I just don't do anything about it. Um, actually, I'm supposed to go to the doctor for it. Um, I will. I might or might not keep you updated on that, but, you know, I just mean to say with number 10 that for me, breathing eat correctly really means for you to do what's best for your body, even if it means you won't get to enjoy pizza anymore. Or at least not, um, non-vegan pizza. I had vegan pizza once, um, full disclosure, I'm not a vegan or, um, a vegetarian. I don't know why I couldn't think for a second. Um, I'd like to go vegetarian. I'm sort of, like, planning for it. I, most people discourage you from just diving headfirst into, like, vegetarianism, especially if you, you know, have a fridge full of, like, bacon bits or something, like, maybe ease yourself into it. So I'm working on that, but... I couldn't be vegan. I like cheese so much. What was I? No, I was talking about the vegan pizza, right? So the vegan pizza was delicious. It was so good. It had peppers and olives, and I will eat anything that's on a pizza, so basically the pizza was good. Um, my only problem with it was I, I, it was a lose-lose situation because the cheese was made out of cashew nuts, so I only had one slice. I was so sad. I can't have any kind of nice pizza, can I? Whatever. Um, so, number 11 is exercise the body, which I feel like is very self-explanatory. I feel like that's really self-explanatory. So, you know, um, and I, I don't know. I feel like exercise the body is, like, another one I might or might not have a problem with. It's like, you know, different bodies can do different things and that's okay. And that's what I'm going to add to that. I'm not so sure how I feel about mm, maybe changing that or moving it or taking it away. But that's what I'd like to say about that. Like, I'd like to be honest about the fact that, you know, different bodies do different things. And that's, like, not a, at all a problem. Or it shouldn't be, at least. So, number 12 is to meditate. Um, excuse me. I had a sip of my tea again. Right, so number 12 is to meditate, um, which I feel like, if you want to hear me talk about meditation, I feel like I did an episode on meditation, which I will link in the description for this episode. I don't really want to talk about meditation right now. I'm hungry. I want to make myself a snack after this. So, I mean, anyways, moving forward, um, number 13 is to honor divinity. Okay, that's a lie. Number uh, 13 is to honor the god and goddess. That's very Wiccan language for me. Um, and I'm 
not a polytheist, really. I'm more of a pantheist. Um, I'm also not a Wiccan, so, you know, that language just won't do for little old me. But I do understand um, what the message was there. I, I'd like to think, I'd like to hope, um, about honoring divinity. And that's sort of mm, not weird for me to talk about, but just kind of big for me to talk about. I feel like that means so many different things at once. It means doing all the things or taking into account all the things I mentioned earlier. It also means, you know, sort of respecting so many different things. I mean, when they deserve the respect because, you know, goddess knows that I know a lot of people who don't deserve respect. <laughs> okay, that was a little harsh, but you know what? I'm not going to take it back. I said what I said. Um, but no, um, on a more serious note, I feel like honoring divinity really means following through on the sort of things that I spoke about earlier, about being intentional, being, um, not self-conscious, but, um, self-aware, and, and knowledgeable, and full of wisdom, and full of relationship, and happiness, you know, I feel like half of these, around half, maybe less than half, it feels like, not quantifying it, like, to a literal extent, but it just feels like half of these are about sort of, like, more intellectual manners, or matters, sorry, and the other half are more about keeping you happy and healthy and safe. Um, and I appreciate that, you know. I like the 13 goals. I feel like they work for me for now. They've worked for me for a little while, although through a different lens, right? Um, I'm not quite sure what lens I would call it when I was younger, when I had first discovered it, versus now, I guess. Now I'm thinking about it um, with, you know, ironically enough, a little more intentionality. You know what? I feel comfortable saying that. Oh, God. Okay, no, I don't. What I'm going to say is that I wasn't always as self-aware as I am now. Um, that's very self-aware of me to say, but, like, it's the case. Um, I feel like... Never mind. I don't really want to talk about children and my own thoughts and feelings as a child. But what I will say is, um, my, my craft personally is ever evolving and always growing and changing and shifting. And the 13 goals isn't something I would say has like, sort of withstood that mostly due to the fact that I always understand everything differently. Um, I never look at the same thing twice. Like I'm always reading something else into the text. Um, there's what's there and there's what I see. So, <laughs> um, I think I'm going to leave off on that note. If you did want to check out my other episodes, um, or if you wanted to check out the episode I spoke about meditation, I'll link that in the description for this episode. If you want to check me out on Instagram, I'm on Instagram a lot. Excuse me. Oh gosh, I've had the hiccups. Anyways, if you want to check me out on Instagram, I am there a lot. You can find me as that underscore Blair underscore witch. Alright, in all lowercase. I think you can only do lowercase. Anyways, you can also find me on Tumblr as um, watercolor, spelled the Canadian way, W-A-T, uh, wait, <laughs> spelled the Canadian way, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-U-L-R. With the U, color with the U, K, watercolor dash witch dot tumblr dot com. 
where else can you find me on the internet? If you want to leave me an email, if or um, if you have a suggestion or um, question or something you'd like to add to this little conversation, um, please feel free to let me know on any platform. I'm also thinking about doing a website for this. Um, haven't really followed through on it and an Instagram like an Instagram specifically for the podcast because I normally just link my personal Instagram um whatever that's it that's all I want to say actually no okay no one more thing please don't forget to leave a um rating and review on iTunes and you know recommend the podcast to your friends obviously because that's how other people find podcasts is through iTunes ratings and reviews so please feel free to leave a review, positive one, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and I think I'll leave you with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.